Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I did feel today to just like Colin was sharing just kind of the mama heart of like it's so incredible when we have a speaker like that come through and the gifting that's on them and and just the awe and just like watching him how he just pulls out of the bible you know lamentations to the second part of verse 12 says this and you're just like the knowledge of that word um i get so inspired but then also god's like yeah be inspired but still be you and so that's that's the word you know to all of us but also you know just realizing that that power that he walks in we all have access to and we all can experience that power and that Holy Spirit every day on a daily basis. So we're just going to talk about a few keys of just sustainable power and just a few practical things of just how we can walk out that power in our daily life and how much we need it, um, not just on a Sunday, because Sundays here have been powerful. I mean, they have just been mind-blowing. Um, like, I don't know if anybody goes out to eat after church and you're trying to explain to the waiter or waitress, like, you just have to come see. <laughs> you can only experience, you can't podcast atmosphere. Like, you can listen to this great message, but you have to come and see <laughs> what is happening. And they really have no clue, and you're just like, I'm not going to try to explain it. It's gonna <laughs> so, but before I go on, I had a beautiful vision. Autumn, will you stand up? Beautiful Autumn, one of, one of our most faithful people in this church. We love you. What a gift that, that you are to this family. And I just had this vision of just a fresh rain, like this fresh, like pure, like rain just coming on you. And then at the same time, it was really wild and beautiful was this clock. And the hands of the clock were actually going backwards and like spinning really fast. And God said he's going to restore the time that was stolen. I don't, I don't know what that means, but God said that there was time stolen from you, things stolen from you, and God is going to restore those things that were stolen from you, and it's going to happen at like a fast, it's like super speed, and this beautiful new rain is going to come on you and in your world, in Jesus' name. We love you. Thank you. So beautiful. So a lot of you know that God speaks to my husband through acronyms. Doesn't speak to me that way, which is good. Again, talking about being our authentic selves. But a lot of times God will literally just give me a word, like a word. And so the word that he gave me for sustainable power, for sustaining power is pursue. Just the word pursue. And it's from Latin. Like we were talking about, it was so funny. I just got another video of Pastor Jürgen preaching in German. And he must have said something really wrong because the interpreter was laughing so hard. He was shaking his head like he wouldn't repeat it. Like, like what it was supposed to, I don't know. I don't know. I have to watch it again and see it. But love Pastor, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne. But this is, this is a Latin word which I thought was so crazy when you read. There's so many meanings. I love to look up the meaning of words. Um, and one of them was a little violent. So we'll let Colin teach on that. <laughs> you guys get immersed and talk about that kind of pursuing. Yes. But um, the two meanings that I, that I really wanted to bring to you guys today is follow 
chase or go after something or someone, diligently seek, which is so beautiful. And that's even in the word, diligently seek him. And then the second meaning is to find or employ measures to obtain or accomplish, to proceed along a course and to engage in. And I think the greatest way that we can sustain power is just engaging in the local church, engaging in our relationship with God, engaging in all the things that we're going to talk about today, engaging in water baptism. I mean, that is so beautiful. Brooklyn's, what, nine years old and fully, almost nine, fully understood what she was doing, and it was really beautiful. And then her parents got to be the ones to, to baptize her, which is just so, like, to me, that is just how God, how good God is, yes? So pursue. So we're, there's a lot of things to pursue, but the three things we're just going to talk through today, um, the first one is pursue healing. Pursue healing. Um, I eat up all. We have an Awaken app if you don't have that downloaded, and I just listen to every single message that Pastor Jurgen and Leanne preach, and there's a lot of other amazing pastors on there. There's some really great messages, um, but Pastor Jurgen and Leanne are just happen to be my favorites. And he was talking, and he just said, that, uh, I'm going to read it exactly. He said, deal with your past or it will deal with you. So the first part of healing is really dealing with our past and dealing with the things that, that we have come up against, the things that maybe were done to us, or maybe the things that we did ourselves (laughs) that we wish we could go back and change. Um, and just healing at all different levels, but it starts just from there. And what I love about kind of this new this newness and the ability to be able to share our stories and, and hear people's other people's testimony. Everybody's got a story. We listen to people and everybody's just got these incredible stories. And part of the power in healing is sharing your testimony and sharing your stories. Um, in James 5:16, it says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So confession or talking is first. So it's also confessing. This is why I love men's and women's prayer, where you're in small groups where you could talk about this stuff. Okay, this is where I slipped up. This is where I need help. But you're not going to camp there. We're also going to be like, okay, I, you know, I need also need, want help in getting this contract, and I want help in moving in this next area. Or my marriage is already great. I just want help in making it greater. Um, so a lot of times it's not just your confession of just your sins, which is what we kind of tend to think first, but it does include that. So, again, a lot of that happens in close proximity, you know, at men's and women's prayer. That's why we love people getting in a connect group because you're going to get around people where you feel like, okay, I'm going to be able to open up and share my testimony, even share the good. I mean, all the, I feel like even the good and the bad can bring so much healing and so much health to everybody around you. And I was reminded of just some deep healing that I had had to go through a few years ago. So we were back uh, here at the dentist. I absolutely love Idaho. We were talking about the 9 a.m., but I still don't like the dentist, <laughs> even in Idaho. And then I, me and Bethany go in, and Bethany, so our daughter is super sweet, but she has no filter. And so she's sitting there, and the dentist comes in, and she, she I don't remember he asked her question. He's like, so what's it like to be at a job where nobody wants to come see you? and I was half mortified and half like I want to hear I want to hear his answer (laughs) uh, and he honestly he was amazing he just laughed and he was like yep I get it I've just I've kind of kind of got used to it you know 
And uh, so, um, but after the cleaning and all the things, he sits down and he talks to me that I really need to get some night guards, some Invisalign. I grind my teeth. Um, all the things in my teeth are going to get ruined. My jaw just went through the hole. I don't want to go through all the boring, boringness. And it was the first time in a while where I was sitting there in the chair and I just felt really triggered. And I just start shaking, and, and Bethany's there, and she knows a little bit of what happened five years ago, but definitely not the depth of all the trauma, because you, you protect your children from what you can, at least the deepest parts of what happened. Obviously, you're, she's gonna, she knows you know, what happened, because I, I lost my brother. Her uncle Bob died. He was only 48, and, um, and that, was, that was traumatic. Um, and then our son Jacob, her older brother, went off to the Marines, which was incredible, but I didn't know there's such thing as good trauma, like saying goodbye to your baby and like knowing this is his calling and this is everything he's ever wanted to do. But like, he's like, yeah, when I land, I'm going to be able to call you once and then I won't be able to talk to you for at least a month. And you're like, what? like, you're just like, this is crazy, you know, and anybody, anybody who is a parent of somebody in the military here, that, that phone call you get... <laughs> You're like, oh, good, we're going to get to talk one time. He's like, no, Private Reynolds is here or whatever. I don't even remember what he said. He's just like, Private Reynolds is here and I'm safe. Bye. And he just hung up. And I was like, you could feel his drill sergeant like breathing down his neck. And they must have been lined up. You get to tell him that you made it and you're safe. And then that's it. And I was like, I love you. Like, eh. And I just lost it. And, of course, it happened while I was in the grocery store. So you're like, Bleh. um, Yeah. So... That was, that was, I mean, that was a lot to process that time. And then two months after that, I lost my dad to bone cancer. So it was this crazy traumatic season in my life. And at that same time, I had had started my, the dentist back then, same thing. Need to get Invisalign, all the things, just because otherwise you're going to ruin your job, whatever. So I had been on that. But the trauma was so much on me, I had ended up in the hospital. And sometime in that process, I lost the Invisalign and like the trigger of ever going back, like just, I didn't even go to the dentist for the longest time, you know, just cause I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but it just was reminded of that like fresh this week. And I'm like, wow, I'm gonna need to, as, as much as healing as I did five years ago, all the grief, all the healing, and obviously it's not gonna be what it was five years ago. I mean, that was some pretty intense grief, you know? Um, but I did it. I went through it. I stayed in church. We stayed faithful. We stayed. It was right when, of course, right when Pathfinders was starting. So how crazy timing is that? Jake and Isabella, Isabella were in the very first season one PFA class. Woo! We're in season 12 now. How crazy. But it's like you just you show up, but you also are doing the healing as you're showing up. Um, so part of your healing process is still continuing to serve others. So even as you're going through things, and I had to step back from a few things while I was taking care of myself and just processing and taking some time to rest, but I still kept serving at church, was at PFA every Tuesday night, doing all the things that I knew to just continue to heal, you know, just staying in prayer, all the things to really go. And then I think about what would, where we would be if I didn't go through that healing process, if I would have kept myself there. And how if we would have been able to carry something like this five years later, if I didn't take the time 
to pursue that healing and the power that we've been able to walk through because we pursued that healing and continue to pursue it. So pursuing healing is a continual thing we all get to do the rest of our life. Yes? We just get to do it together. And then another part of healing is going to be something that we're going to start talking about and introducing in this larger congregation setting a little bit more because it opens up a bit of a can. But we're not afraid of that. We're just going to do it right is, is deliverance. We're going to start getting into a little bit more deliverance, teachings on deliverance, you know, experience. We've had some already. You've probably seen, you know, heard some deliverance going on. It's only going to go up from here because what we have learned is you can't medicate a spirit. You can only cast it out. And we want to help teach and guide people through that so then we can also walk you through the healing as what com- comes on the other side of a deliverance session. Because you've got to maintain that the weeds that get pulled out. You've got to maintain that part of your garden. So we do talk about a little bit more at Men's Prayer on Tuesdays at 530 Thursday. If you have questions, please start asking some of us leaders if that's something you've never experienced, if that's something that you've experienced and you're ready to jump in on that ministry. Let's go. Yes? That is going to be one of the greatest things about pursuing healing that we really do. We, are, we believe in deliverance here at Awakened Church. So get ready for that. Yes? Amen. I'll drink to that. Now, mouth is really dry. At least I don't have a, you know, we kept, last week we kept trying to give Rex a rag because he was sweating so bad. He's like, no, I just want to go. And then he's standing on his, did you guys see him stand on the chair? That was crazy. All right, moving on. So the second thing to pursue um, for sustainable power is pursue growth. And another thing that is going to be a continual thing for the rest of our life. But I love it. I want to keep growing. I always want to grow. I always want to do more. I always want to get better. Um, But it is something that we have to pursue and look after and go after and reach for. It's not going to just happen. Growth doesn't just come. Circumstances come, and we can either choose to grow or shrink from them. Um, So as things grow, we want to pursue growth. And one of the greatest things we have found to pursue growth is Bible, in in the Word, Bible reading, getting in the Word every single day. And I was sharing last service, some days I read the Bible and the words just leap off the page. And I see things that are truly remarkable. And I really can hear from God. And then if I could be honest, there's other days I read the Bible and it's nothing. If I, just being real, I'm just like, that's a beautiful, and it's not always just reading the he begot, he begot, so, so, so begot, so, so, but, you know, <laughs> now sometimes it is that too, but like, but, but there are days, to be honest, that I read the Bible and nothing leaps out at me, and nothing is like, whoa, that was incredible, and that was so magnificent, and wow, there's, it's like, well, okay, at least I know that it's, it's in me now. The seeds are getting planted in me. I took an online course through Oral Roberts University, and they have you read the Old Testament in 30 days. Like you can really ingest anything in 30 days. Like that. You know what I mean? But I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I'm listening. And I was like, Pastor Leanne, this is crazy. And I finish what I start, but this is, just seems ridiculous. She's like, when will you ever do this again? I'm like, Never. But it was an assignment, so I finished it, and I completed it. Even as we're driving around, I will never forget during this time, Jacob was a teenage boy. Song of Songs comes on, (laughs) listening in the car. Don't recommend. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that was trauma, his poor trauma. Like, oh, we'll just turn off that part right now. (laughs) You can talk to your dad. (laughs) 
through that one, yes? But really just getting in the word every single day. And again, if it's just jumping out at you or if it's just getting the word in you, it's going to come out someday, yes? Second part of pursuing growth is just applying what you read to yourself, looking inward. Um, you know, I used to teach, you know, I used to teach dance and then I used to teach kickboxing. So I used to teach aerobics. So I did, I literally did the step, you know, even being back in the Northwest, it brings me all these, brings back all these memories, but I taught all kinds of aerobics. Yeah. But I taught kickboxing for a while. And I remember one day I'm teaching, there's like 50 people in this like smaller room and um, you start, you start moving, you know, so you start sweating and I'm like, oh, something stinks. I'm like, oh, it was bad. <laughs> so it's like. Then I'm like, somebody forgot to put on deodorant. So I'm walking around, you know, still teaching. I, I just, then you get curious. So you're like, I want to know who it is. Who is it? I want to know who it is. I'm walking around and I'm walking around and I'm teaching. And then it follows me wherever I go. And I was like, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, shoot, it's me. And it was so bad. <clears throat> Luckily, I was able to make joke of it and say, sorry, everyone, I'm going to stand over here, just guide you through the rest of our workout, yes? <laughs> but that's a funny way to play out what Matthew 7, 3 through 5 says. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye, and then... This is Bible, hypocrite, like just not always the nicest words, but it's truth. First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So just a funny story to realize that sometimes you're the problem. You're the one who stinks. And maybe you need to take care of your own deodorant before you go telling somebody else they need to wear, wear deodorant, Yes. But that's a big part of growth. That's a big part of growing and growing. And even when somebody has done something to you, sometimes it's because you've allowed that to happen. And so where can I grow so that I don't allow that to happen to me again? And then other things happen that you have absolutely no control over. The nothing you did said or, you know, so it's not always because of something you did. Sometimes traumatic things just happen. I've heard of people, you know, I was in a car accident. There's things that happen that have nothing to do with what your, your choices are. But then there's a lot of things that do. So just checking in certain circumstances and in places where you're feeling growing pains, where is it that I know that I need to grow and get better? And where is it that I'm the problem? Um, and then being able to, to work through that, yes? And a lot of times working through that with God is great, but then again, going back to the first confessing, just talking to somebody else. <laughs> like, why do I just want to, you know, punch somebody whenever I hear their voice? Okay, that's probably something inside of me that I need to deal with. <laughs> So, and again, that happens outside of our comfort zone. So pursuing growth always happens outside of our comfort zone. And even for some of you that are new here, um, you know, we did have somebody, a beautiful lady come to me who, um, you guys have heard the story when I first started and started going to cherish the women's group. It was hard because I felt like everybody was really cliquish. And God was like, no, they're not clicky. They just have history and you don't. And so it hurts. And so somebody had come, you know, to our prayer meeting and felt that similar way. And my heart was, like, so sad. Because I was like, I don't want anybody to ever feel that way. Um, but 
also my challenge to them was, look, I'm sorry that you felt that way. We don't want anybody to feel that way. And then they were talking about, oh, the, the comment, and I got permission to share this from them, but I still won't say who it is. But um, they said, I'm just going to start coming late. Just get there, you know, when prayer starts. So I don't, so I don't have to experience that uncomfortableness. I get that. I, I get that. I genuinely understand. I never did that. But here, here was a little bit of my challenge is, yes, empathy. I'm sorry that you felt that way. We don't want people to feel that way. But can you actually come early and be someone who is actually going to make sure nobody else feels that way? Get out of your comfort zone and come early and be the one starting and having the conversations. Be the one to come in and make other people welcome so, so nobody else feels that way. And a lot of time growth comes through some of that stuff that seems really unfair, unright, uncomfortable. You know, everybody should be this way and they're not. A lot of times the growth is going to come through stepping out of your comfort zone. And this is where it causes you to depend on God. God, I am driving in, you know, maybe it's before church. Maybe you show up when worship starts or you leave as soon as it's over so that you don't have to talk to anyone. That's okay for just a season <laughs> this long. But then... Driving in your car, God, help me. I'm really uncomfortable, but help me to find the one lady there who needs a word from you right now. Help me to find the lady there who's all alone, who doesn't feel like she has anyone to talk to, who doesn't feel like anyone cares. Let me be the one to reach out and step into that circle and help them. Let me be the one to come to church early and help somebody else. Tell somebody else where the bathroom is. Tell somebody else where kids' church is. Like, Just shifting a little bit of it to how can I also reach out and help because it's going to cause you to grow too. And then what's on the other side of that healthy growth? Yes? Amen. And then just lastly, I think the greatest thing of sustaining power is just pursuing his presence. And just, just going after it. Yes? I'm going to take another drink. <laughs> and I think the best way is yes, corporately, but also then just alone, all on our own, just finding a way of how we connect with God. And everybody's going to be different. Some people really connect with God outside in nature, walking around. Some people connect with God. You know, they really literally need to be in their closet. Pastor Mike Yeager, who's the campus pastor of Eastlake, he needs to be in his closet with white noise on so he can hear nothing else. He's like, I want to hear nothing else but the voice of God. And we're just like... That sounds like punishment to me. <laughs> like, that would be, like, horrible. But that's how he hears from God. That's how he experiences God. We have, you know, our lighting guy, he's like, I just feel like I experience God when I'm just putting, you know, doing the lights. Josiah feels the closest to God when he's on the soccer field. So, you know, getting those times where you can feel his presence, but then also taking the times where you really are praying and interceding and, and just believing. And I think it is really important to find some space somewhere alone where you're not too distracted to really just seek his presence. Um, in James 4, 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw new to you. And I just really felt like the Lord just really wanted us to just draw near to him just corporately um, all together. You know, when I, when I came back, I had grown up a Christian. I came back 
I found it really hard because then I was like, all right, I'm going to set my timer and I'm going to, you know, do the Thanksgiving. I'm going to thank God for, you know, five minutes and then I'm going to um, pray in the spirit for five minutes. I had this whole thing set up and then I found out all I was doing was being distracted by watching the timer. <laughs> is it time up? I don't know. Is it time up? Like, you know. And so I just like, you know what, I'm going to try just listening to music because I love to have worship music playing. I know some people want it really quiet. I love to have worship music playing. When I'm reading my Bible, I have to play my instrumental worship, which Colin hates. <laughs> it's not like the boring instrumental worship. But I don't want words. I just want to read. But when I'm praying, I like the words. You know? And then I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to take it song by song. So I'm not like watching the clock. So the first song, I'm just going to spend this first song thanking God for just who he is. And then another song comes on. I'm just take this entire song to just pray in the spirit, to just take this whole song. Then the third song, pray for my family, pray for the church. And kind of song by song, all the different things, that it helps me stay somewhat focused and somewhat of a plan. But then also, I love a plan, but I also love to deviate from the plan, <laughs> a little rebellious. So I don't want to like do everything exact same. So some of us need to just change it up a little. Try something new this week. If you always kind of pray this way, maybe, you know, just try something different. Try this or try setting. Some of us maybe need a timer. <laughs> I don't know. What I'm just saying is I think we can experience a new level of his power when we try something new. And I really feel like God is going to show up this week in that um, as we pursue his presence. But, but if everybody could just stand up, we're just going to have the band come up. I'm going to take another. And we're, we're, we're just going to pursue God individually, but, like, all together. And um, last service was really powerful. I just felt to share part of my testimony that I had, hadn't really shared corporately before. Because last week, um, when that song came on, You Are the Air I Breathe, and I'm, I'm desperate for you. It brought me back to a season of my life that, that I really wasn't, I really was not proud of. Um, I had been through a divorce, had two little boys, um, was just starting to just not make good choices. I was kind of like, God, I did it your way and here I am, <laughs> miserable and alone. So I'm gonna do it my own way. And I uh, was out partying dating guys, all the things, and I, and I started um, dating this police officer, and we were basically like everything I never said I would do. I, I had saved myself for marriage the, the first round, um, and we were basically like I was living this double life. When I had the boys, I was at church, and I was, you know, <laughs> taking care of them, but then when the boys were with their dad, um, on those weekends, I wasn't in church. I was at the club. <laughs> and uh, it was basically every other weekend, in a sense, living with this guy, which is not not anything I ever wanted to do. And I just remember waking up one day just sick. Not like I was had the flu. Like, I was just sick to my stomach because I was so disgusted with the choices I made. See, the trauma that happened to me, that happened to me, I was in this place because of the choices I was making. I knew better. I didn't really want to be there, but I wasn't healthy. I wasn't healing. I wasn't doing the process of healing. So I was medicating with this 
you know, medicating with him because it would, you know, and, um, and I just woke up just hurt, broken, but kind of like it's your own fault. Like you, you did this to yourself, which, you know, and, um, but you know, when you just wake up and something in you finally is like, I, something different. I, I don't want to continue with this. I don't want this. I don't want, I was like, God, I, I actually want you. And I remember getting in my car and uh, those of us who grew up in the 80s, remember the big CD case? You open up the big thing to find out what CD you're going to listen to that day. Yes, Sporty Spice, you got it. Uh, and I flipped through all the stuff I shouldn't be listening to that I've gotten rid of since. Don't, don't worry. Um, not, not that we, you know, well, that's a different story. We'll, we'll go there another day. But I was in the back and I just had some CDs of some old hymns. And I was like, you know what? And I literally just picked one and I put it in and this song came on. You are the air I breathe. You are the air I breathe. God, I'm desperate for you. And at this point in my life, I had never been so desperate for God. I had a great childhood. Um, really, I, I hadn't experienced, I had experienced a pretty you know, traumatic car accident, but you know, I was just in a place where I was more desperate for God and, and desperate for just a solution and a way to get out, to just stop making these choices that I didn't want to make. And yet I found myself there again. Um, and I just remember just the presence of God just coming so strong in that car. I just, I just had to pull over and just this song then was on repeat day after day after day. And I fully jumped back into church, even when I didn't have the voice. I fully jumped back into God. I fully jumped back into pursuing healing. The church I was going to brought me through some crazy deliverance. And then I started pursuing God at a level I'd never experienced in my life. And that's when things shifted. And then months later, I meet Colin. And But, but all that's to say is it started with a moment. And whether you've been seeking him for 80 years or eight days, he wants to have a moment with you. So if you could just close your eyes, we're literally just going to take a song. We're going to take this song to just pursue his presence. Nobody talking, just them singing. You can come up to the altar. You can experience God in your seat. You can sit down. You can stand up. But we're just going to pursue God through this song. Um, and then we'll close out the service. on you God we are so desperate for you some of us in a, in a tough time some of us in a really good time we have a lot of amazing things going on we're believing for contracts or we're believing for things to happen God and we're desperate let us always be so desperate for you that this week, what I see is each single person in this room that pursues God is going to experience and encounter Jesus in a way they never have before. Father God, show up in each and every heart, mind, 
body and soul like only you can this week. We will pursue your presence with the expectation of knowing, God, you are our daily bread. And daily we will seek you. Daily we will pursue you. Not just on a Sunday, but every single day. And God, you're always pursuing us. God, I thank you that you continue to pursue me even when I was running from you. And there's somebody in here who's running from God. And he's not going to chase you and tackle you, but he is pursuing you. But he's pursuing you to turn around and you to run back by, run back to him. We have our own free will. And God is just, is just waiting for you to turn around and run back by you, but he never stopped pursuing you. He loves you. He's so proud of you. today because things are going to be different. Your life will never be the same like that day for me in my car. My life was never the same. Never went back. God, we thank you for your sustainable power that only you can give. In Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.